This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Paul Bonzer, Dan Menzel with you. You can be part of the show. The open line, the Just Quality Home Improvements open line is one 736 736 Give us a call or text in 0427 Men's our next guest. We've spoken to her before. She's um, a legend of Australian cricket, and she's brought to us by Tire Power. The holiday getaway sale, it's on with huge value on selected Falcon and passenger tyres um, and SUV tyres as well. Nicole Bolton from the Strikers, assistant coach to the Superstar Strikers, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, boys. Hey, the girls are going okay. Um, they're going very well. They sit pretty on top, but uh, you had a good win the other night. What did, what were the main takeaways? Sorry, the other day. What were the main takeaways um, with the win in Sydney? Yeah, it was a really interesting game. Actually, I think um, you know Sunder's got some quality players, and Adipadu up the top there has been pretty instrumental um, for them so far this season. So, yeah, I think conditions um, played in our favour uh, a little bit. Um, obviously, a bit of a slower lower wicket. Um, and we're able to assess pretty quickly. I think as a, as a batting group, um, probably felt that we were probably 10, 15 too short. Um, but our bowling collector has been so good um, this whole campaign. So um, we're fairly confident that if we could strike early, which we did, um, we'd give ourselves a chance. And then, yeah, got a little bit nervous there towards the end with, with Sammy Joe, um, you know, sort of taking it to our bowlers. But... Um, you know, this this group just finds a way to win and it was a really, um, you know, brave effort and I think, you know, we're looking to hopefully set ourselves up in that top spot so we can secure a, a home final. Yeah, certainly. Hopefully that will happen. You, you've touched on the bowling and I would just want to hit on that briefly. The, the confidence in the bowling lineup must be as good as it's been. The last three games, you restricted the Thunder to 118 twice, the Sixers to 122 and now Darcy Brown is back as well. So it must give the group so much confidence that no matter what the score we put on the board, that we'll be able to restrict teams and, and should be in every single game. Yeah, 100%. And I think we're just so stoked to see Darcy back. I think, you know, it's been six or seven weeks since her last game and there would have been a few nerves certainly there for her, but... Um, to step in and, and bowl overs within the power play and outside. And, um, you know, she really did a job for us. I would have given her a huge amount of confidence, I think, being able to step back into that role. But I just remember having a chat to, to Talia after the game and I sort of 
obviously being pretty living over in NWA and being a, a big supporter of um, uh, the men's Perth Scorchers team and, and what they've been able to build over there. And I was sort of having a chat and saying that what Talia and the group started to build over the last four or five years um, is something pretty similar where, you know, the culture's so strong. Um, it's a great group, really well supported by the soccer and to be able to win in any position and have such a strong bowling attack that can really defend any total is just huge. And I think um, what we're sort of seeing over over the last few games as well is these two pivotal moments when they're under pressure is people being able to stand up. And I don't think Anissi Mashange would have thought in her wildest dreams that she'd probably have that last over and, and be able to restrict it to... Um, you know, four dots to set up that win. So, um, yeah, it's just been a, a bit of a journey for this group and um, I think they're doing something really special. Laura Woolbart, uh, 70 not out in a score of 121. It's <laughs> fantastic innings, easy to say. Do you think that was her best innings for the Strikers? Yeah, definitely. I think Laura's been building over um, the last couple of games with a couple of 40, um, 40s and I think um, just her world-class run through the other day when a lot of batters really struggle to, to get into their innings and, and go through the gears. I think Laura really invested hard and, and knew that with wickets falling around, she sort of had to um, play the long long innings and then um, we're able to capitalise. I think um, Danny Gibson coming in um, and striking from ball one and then at the end when we had uh, the opportunity um, to do the surge and Megan Shute coming in with Laura um, she was able to sort of, um, yeah, really let loose and probably that those last two overs or last three overs, uh, we ended up scoring 38 runs and Laura was, um, yeah, pretty instrumental in, in, in that, finishing off that inning. So, yeah, it's good signs for her and um, I'm sure she's, um, you know, a bit relieved that she's had this one big score now, so hopefully business end of the season will see the best of her now. So, Nicole, while we're on the batting lineup and the top of the order, we mentioned the bowling lineup and the confidence that must give us. Between Caddy Mack, Wolvart, McGrath, and Patterson, seems like in nearly every game this year, one of them stands up, one of them makes a score. So, not only is our bowling attack giving us such confidence, it just feels like the balance of this team is probably as good as it's ever been. Yeah, I would really agree with that. I think that's what, um, you know, it's probably been the. The recipe of success for this group is um, I, I really feel like we've got a really deep batting lineup. I mean, I think Wello and Gemma Barsby, that, you know, they, they batted in the game in the weekend, but that's probably the first hit that they've had all season. So I think that sort of go, shows that, um, you know, the batters up the top, the ones that you've alluded to are, are really getting the job done. And, and Bridget's played some really pivotal innings for us where she's been able to either resurrect her innings or continue the momentum and she's been a little bit of a finisher for us so um yeah we're seeing different players um sort of stack up at different times and um you know it's it's a really nice thing to see and um you know we've spoken probably internally a little bit that we feel we haven't um you know played our best best game yet so hopefully that's still to come and and hopefully our, our, our top order continues to fire well, the stadium series uh, starts this weekend and starts tomorrow night. You guys take on the Scorchers at the beautiful Adelaide Oval. How excited are you and the girls to head out on the turf at Adelaide Oval? Yeah, I think when the fixtures came out and, and everyone sort of um, saw this fixture and penciled that in the diary and was 
something, um, you know, everyone's really excited. Uh, I know that the Sackers worked really hard to be able to, um, you know, get the, the Adelaide community out to, to support this group tomorrow. So, um, yeah, it's a huge fixture for us because obviously this time of the year um, it gets a little bit interesting to to see where teams finish and um, how many games you need to win. And there's a lot of the line tomorrow. It's not just another fixture. Um, you know, both teams are really looking to secure that top spot and, and hopefully get a home final. So I think the the hype's certainly there, but um, just with two heavyweight teams going head-to-head, uh, I think it's going to be a really good contest. And, um, you know, what better place to play than under lights at Adelaide Oval? It's a great call. There is a lot on the line, one versus two, but you, you called it. Playing at Adelaide Oval, if we win tomorrow night, we then host the final at Adelaide Oval which is a huge yeah. carrot, a huge one to have. And I guess that's the other point too. The way the finals format is scheduled it's or fixtured, it's not 1v4 and 2v3 in a, an elimination. You, you go straight through. So it's such a massive result if you can finish in that top position. And look, we have two cracks at it. If we don't beat Perth, then uh, if we can get over Hobart, uh, not that you want to look that far ahead, but it means that more than likely you win one of the next two and we finish on top of the table. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, the Melbourne Stars did us a massive favour last night by beating Perth um, over in the West, which is bloody hard to do. So, um, you know, destiny's in our hands. And I think the best way to, to, you know, get a home final is obviously the easy option is just to keep winning. And I think this group's really hungry for it. Um, you know, we've played some good cricket in, in patches, but I think tomorrow's going to be a big test. Um, you know, Scorch is a pretty formidable lineup and. Um, you know, they certainly took it to the last ball um, when we played him in Perth. And I dare say it's probably going to be another even contest. And um, knowing this group pretty well, I don't think they want to leave it until Sunday to secure that home final. So I think tomorrow will be, um, you know, the, t- the intensity will be high. And, um, yeah, really looking forward to, to hopefully putting on a, a bloody good show. So get down there, Strikers fans. Tomorrow, 6.40, the game starts. The Strikers take on the Scorchers. Now, as we look outside the window here in Studio Lumo, there is a bit of rain around, Nicole. Has there been much chat about whether that's going to impact the game, the pitch, whether you'd bat first, bowl first, uh, all those different permutations? Oh, look, I think the only thing that's in our favour is we're we're the second game. So, um, you know, just hoping that, Whatever happens tonight and and tomorrow sort of clears by the time we play. But um, yeah, certainly like it has it in the back of your mind. I mean, like what you want to do when there is a little bit of um, conditions around like this. But got full confidence that we're going to get a full game in because I mean, we've talked up this stadium series. It'd just be a real shame if uh, if the rain played some part in it. But um, yeah, look, f- fingers crossed, boys. I'm I'm hoping that. If anything, uh, the game before us gets washed up <laughs> and not ours. <laughs> uh, Nicole, uh, hypothetical question for you now. If uh, you could have one of these two players make less than 10 tomorrow, who would it be? Sophie Devine or Beth Mooney? Uh, Beth Mooney. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Why, why, why? Is that you just think she can... Uh, I guess, control the innings better than Sophie? Or so- Sophie's very dangerous, but uh, you feel that she can build a b- bigger total? Yeah, I think that they're both so formidable at the top. But I think the thing with Beth is she has this innate ability to be able to pick pockets. And in um, our game, only having four fielders out, more often than not, Beth 
can find that fifth fielder that you'd love to have on the boundary. And I think she's someone that can cause a few headaches and, and hit 360. So, um, yeah, and generally, I think this, the stats are pretty compelling that if, if Moons has a bit of a day out, the Scorchers tend to go all right. So um, I'm hoping that maybe uh, Beth's used up um, some of their luck and, and um, some of the innings and uh, we get a pretty early tomorrow. But in saying that, um, you know, I hope Sophie has a bit of a short stay as well. We uh, we put her down a couple of times in, in Perth and we're, we're lucky she didn't go on. So hopefully uh, we create some chances. Um, yeah, we, we, we better bloody take them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's fair. I think we can end it on that. That's the perfect note to end it. Look, uh, good luck to uh, you and the girls tomorrow. Hopefully you can knock off the Scorchers, secure top spot, and uh, back-to-back titles. Sounds all right, men's, doesn't it? It certainly does. <laughs> Thanks, Nicole. Nah, cheers, guys. Thanks for having me on. Nicole Bolton, assistant coach with the Adelaide Strikers. There's another reason why she chose Beth Mooney in there as well. Is She's currently got an average of nearly 60 and the leading run scorer in the competition, so doing some absolute damage to every team she plays against. So get down there tomorrow afternoon. The game starts about 6.40, I believe. So get down there tomorrow night after work, Adelaide Oval, get down and cheer on the girls. If they could get a crowd of ten or 15,000, that'd be awesome. It would be. And I think the weather Under should lights. be okay come yeah, tomorrow all night. Yeah, all the rain's been here today. So hopefully tomorrow night it'll clear up. And, uh, yeah, get down and support the girls. If the, It is basically a semi-final, isn't it, men's? It, if, it is. If, well, if we yeah. win, we host the final, which That's is right. huge. And... If we don't, then, yeah, we've got to obviously get the job done come Sunday. So it's a massive carrot for the girls. Now, men's, uh, it is time for your new segment, Top of the Tree. Thanks to Toolkit Depot, tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Toolkit Depot, their Black Friday sale. It's on now in store or online November 27 is when it finishes. So that's not far away. You better get into our good friends at Toolkit Depot and buy some tools. It's time for Top of the Tree. Giraffes eat from the top of the tree. Not too many animals can eat from the top of the tree. Now, men's top of the tree. This is where you put, you rank Australian Adelaide sport. Australian sporting teams across the country. Yeah, so we just spoke with Nicole Bolton from the Adelaide Strikers women's team. Where do they compare? In, they're on top of the table. Where do they compare in comparison to the NBL teams, the A-League teams, uh, the AFLW and the ABL, the baseball is on now as well. So who is the best team currently in the nation? Well, we'll go off previous week's rankings and we'll give you the top 10 tonight. But here is the previous last week's rankings. So last week you had, I'll go from 10 to 1. You had the Adelaide Crows AFLW team at 10. You had the Brisbane Heat BBL to WBBL at 9. Yep. You had... Brisbane Lions at eight. Yep. You had Tasmania Jack Jumpers at seven. You had Melbourne Victory. Uh, Melbourne Victory. Thank you. I couldn't read your writing there. So, uh, at That's six. Six. six, five was Perth Scorchers. Four was the Adelaide Strikers. WBBL. Yep. Um, three was North Melbourne's AFLW team. Two was Western Sydney Wanderers in the A League. And number one was Melbourne United in the NBL. Yeah, so they were my the best top team 10, in Australia. The best team in Australia last week was Melbourne United. So this is week three of the rankings. I just want to mention uh, that WA, Western Australia, in the Marsh Cup and the Sheffield Shield, they're amazing. 
Now, I'm not putting them in here simply because we're going to go with the Big Bash. I think it gets a bit mixed if you have three different cricket competitions and teams across that. Yeah. So that is where that is why they are not in here. So as we look at the tree, let's have a look at the teams that have fallen out from last week's rankings. Okay. Who's fallen out of the tree? Well, the Brisbane Heat WBBL team, they are out of the tree. They lost to the bottom team, the Renegades, over the weekend. So you can't stay in the top of the tree, the best in the country, if you're losing to the worst team in your competition. The other team that I've taken out is the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. The Jackies. I found this hard to take the NBL side from Tasmania. They, They had a win and a loss on the weekend. Now... Again, if you want to be in the best team, 10 teams in the country, losses aren't going to keep you in there. And I've taken the Jack Jumpers out. And one of the reasons I've done that is because if we have a look at number 10 in the rankings this week in top of the tree, it is the Perth Wildcats. One of their opponents, they've won five straight games in the NBL. So they have to be in the rankings. Yep. And the Wildcats from mine come in at number 10. At number nine, I've got the Adelaide Crows AFLW side. They've moved up one spot. They beat Sydney on the weekend, if you don't know, 82 to 15. They were dominant. They deserve to be in the rankings, and it's why I've got them currently just sitting at number nine, waiting maybe, to maybe see. Maybe a bit low, I reckon. Well, may, I'm waiting to see what happens on the weekend. Okay. Okay. If they lose, they're certainly going to be out, but they will rise if they can make that grand final. Same thing will happen with the Brisbane Lions. They are number eight, the AFLW side. They stay at number eight. They didn't play on the weekend. I'll I'll be interested to see how they go against the Cats. As we move to number seven, I've gone with the Perth Scorchers in the WBBL. I've moved them down two spots, and that's off the back of that loss last night that Nicole Bolton spoke about against the Stars. Not a great loss for them. It might cost them position or the number one spot. Home final, yeah. Exactly. So they are, for mine, they're still the second best team in the WBBL, but they moved down to number seven, which means that number six, I've got North Melbourne in the AFLW there. I've moved them down three spots and they didn't play. Now, you might be going, how how have you done that, men? Well, the reason I've done that is I've looked at their win against Melbourne two weeks ago and that form maybe isn't as good as what we thought it was. Melbourne comes out against Geelong on the weekend and gets beat. They're out in straight sets. So Melbourne maybe weren't the side we thought they were, and that's why I've moved North Melbourne down. Still the best side in the AFLW at the moment. At number five, I've got Melbourne victory. They didn't play. They moved up one spot. They didn't play. I had to keep them around the mark. Wanted to put those AFLW sides together. At number four, we have a new side in the rankings. I am very excited to announce that the Adelaide Giants. Yes. The ABL champions from last year, the reigning champs, I've put them in at number four. The reason being is they took on the Brisbane Bandits, who are going to be one of the best teams in the comp. You were there, obviously, on mm-hmm. Sunday. They outscored them 26-5 to five in the four matches. Smashed them over the four That games. is a shellacking 3-1 to one in the four games. They are currently the best team in the ABL, and they'll hold that mantle, and that's why they are at number four. That means it leads us to the top three teams in the country currently across all sports in Australia. And number three is the Western Sydney Wanderers. They didn't play a game on the weekend. I've moved them down a spot because of how good these two teams on top are going. But the Western Sydney Wanderers, they play again this week. They have been very good in the A-League so far, and they deserve number three on the table. I like it. Yep, good side. Which leads us to the top two spots in top of the tree. And I've gone, I flirted with putting them at number one, but I've gone with the Adelaide Strikers, WBBL team, up to number two. They've moved up a spot. They are so reliable. We spoke with Nicole about that, that if their bowling doesn't get it done, their batting will get it done. They win even against the odds. I think they are clearly the best team in the WBBL, and I'll be surprised if they don't go on and win the competition. And to keep the Thunder to 118. Twice 
in only a couple of games against the Thunder. It's amazing. It really is. And and they, they deserve the strikers, WBBL team, they deserve to be at number one. But I, I just couldn't move this team down. Melbourne United stay at number one. In the NBL, they are on top of the table. They're the clear best side in it. And uh, it's why I am going to keep Melbourne United at number one in top of the tree. So they are the best team currently in Australia. Any debate on that, Bonds? Uh, no, only, the, only that I thought... Maybe it was a little bit harsh on um, North Melbourne. Yep. Dropping down. Yep. I moved when they in, haven't played. Correct. I moved them down off the back of Melbourne's uh, form, which I thought was better than what it was. So yes. I I understand that. But I, yeah. I'll put them, well, to be honest, they're six. The Adelaide Crows are nine. I, I'm tipping the Crows to beat them this week. So yep. I could have moved them further, but I didn't. But I, I like it. Everyone sees it a bit differently. And if you think I've missed someone in the rankings, we are going to do this every Thursday night. So send us a text. It can be any day. Text in on 0427 154 166. If I haven't got a team in there that you want, then let us know. Maybe I've got it wrong. So send a text in and uh, I'll certainly take that into consideration. So that top 10 again at the top, Melbourne United. Then the Strikers, WBBL, Western Sydney Wanderers, Adelaide Giants make their debut they in do. the tree at number four. Melbourne Victory at five. North Melbourne at six. Perth Scorchers at seven. The Lions at eight. The Crows at nine. And the Perth Wildcats, they make their first jump into the tree on the lowest branch, number 10. They do. Tune in for next week's rankings because there is going to be a bit of change, I imagine, with the AFLW heading into the grand final, the WBBL heading into finals, uh, and we know that the A-League's back this weekend as well. I think there'll be a bit of change come next week's rankings in top of the tree. What well up, men's another great topic, top of the tree. And, yeah, we'd love to get your thoughts. 0427154166, that's the text line. Where are we going now, Mens? We've yep. got a couple of minutes left before we have to go. Yeah, well, the A-League had the bye last week. They didn't play last weekend. So they now move into their fifth game week this week. So we might just quickly have a look at a couple of the games there. Adelaide United, they travel to Western United uh, Sunday afternoon, 4.30. Our last game we played against Sydney and where we got Wallop 5-1. So I would expect us to bounce back. Bounce back. Bounce back time. Uh, Western United, only the one win so far in the competition, the three losses. So... Adelaide, on the other hand, with a, a two wins, a draw, and a loss. So a win will catapult us back up to the top of the table or towards the top of the table. 4-1 is my prediction. Yeah, again, we're an offensive juggernaut. I think 3-2. I think it'll be a close game, okay. but I think we'll get the job done. The other sport that we'd love to hit on is the NBL. They go into a little break now as well. So Adelaide United uh, has, is back. The Adelaide 36ers, they have the weekend off. Yes. Um, but we might just have a look at the table bonds really quickly because that win – last week has kept them in touch with that top six. They're one game behind sixth place. Which is the the Bullets. Now, if, if you look at the table, Melbourne United, we've talked about them being the best team. The Sydney Kings, the Jack Jumpers and the Wildcats are all very good sides. And I, I would be surprised if they didn't make that top six. That means the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix comes in at fifth. I quite like that side as well. For mine, sixth spot is the one up for grabs. Now, Brisbane Bullets are currently holding it with a five and seven win-loss record. Then you've got the Taipans at four and six, 36 is at four and seven, the Breakers and the Hawks are both three and seven. So I believe that those bottom five teams, one of them will jump up into sixth spot. I think it's I think that's the 36 is for the taking. Maybe the Breakers as well, if they can start to get their team together. But I'm not sure about the Bullets. So I think sixth spot is definitely there for the grabs if the 36ers can get it together. I, look, the Bullets got a really good team as well. They're, they're so... They're so close. All those teams in the middle of the table. 
Melbourne, the clear standout. Yep. And we've said that all along, and they're, they're, they're going to be the team to beat. Um, Sydney, on paper, have a really good roster, but whether they can maintain the rage, I guess, yep. after last season. Um, yeah, still love the jab jumpers, even though I took yep. them out of my rankings. I, I still think they're, they're going to be hard to beat in Tassie. And the Wildcats are on the back of five straight wins. So for mine, I do think there's probably a clear four. Um, and I think the Phoenix are maybe sitting outright in fifth. Now, if you look at the points differential, again, those top five teams are all in the positive. The bottom five mm. teams, all in the negative. So again, it, uh, aggregate and percentage does count for something. And uh, you're right, the Bullets do have a nice team, but they do concede a lot of points. So I think that it is definitely, for the 36ers, there's a lot of hope there if they can get on a nice run in the second half of the season. Yeah, good to see the Hawks win a game too under their new coach, uh, Jason Stad. Oh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm calling him. Jason's, Jason's dad. dad. Um, yeah, well, I mean, if they can stay in contention, they might be able to get Jason over for a few games and potentially play some playoffs. But it's it's better for the NBL if the Illawarra Hawks are winning games. I agree. Hey, men's, uh, it's been another jam-packed show. Um, don't forget, if you missed any of the show, you want to catch up, listen to the podcast. Just get go where you get your podcast and search for Sports Day SA. We will be right there and you can listen to segments. You can listen to the whole show if you want. Uh, and it's the best way to catch up on Sports Day SA, isn't it? It is. It's, we, we've got the top of the tree. We'll be on there. You can listen in again and let us know. But uh, tomorrow night, Bonds, we've got our TV guide tomorrow night. So we will let you know what's there. See you tomorrow night, men's.